to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach. And I'm Zar. All right. So the big question, what are we doing in this episode of the Game Tea Podcast? I'll tell you what we're doing in this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. In the last few years, the video game community has been plagued with some very interesting and very tough questions. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to tackle a few of those questions. What do you think about that, boys? I'm right. You're wrong. I got. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> all right. So it's like I said, we're going to be reading some of the big video game questions that have been plaguing the internet over the last few years. Now, not game specific, more general observations, I would say, about the gaming community. General things that have come up, big questions that need big answers, and they need to be answered by professionals. But they were busy. So the three of us are going to do it. Woohoo! I was really confused when you said professionals. I was hoping you weren't talking about us. Oh, no, I'm not talking about us. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. I, I don't need that kind of pressure in my life. <laughs> As always, we're going to be posting a lot of these different questions to Twitter at GameTPodcastX. And so, yeah, let's talk about some of these questions that I have. Now, first of all, have you guys had a chance to read any of these questions? Oh, yeah. I've, I've looked at them. I got I got some things I got to say. All right. So just for a little taste of what we mean when we say we're going to be asking some of the tougher questions, let's just jump right into it and ask a huge question that was on everybody's mind from last year. Should video games always provide an easy mode for people who want to experience the game but are not skilled enough at video games to be able to complete it? No, I do not think that they should provide an easy mode. Because, yeah, there, I, I will admit myself, I'm not good at stealth games or stealth games or fighting games, especially Mortal Kombat. So, you know what? I don't pick them up. I don't I don't play them. I have games I love to play. If I really want to experience the game, I'll go to YouTube and watch somebody else play the game and experience it for me. OK, because I know I'm not good. I mean, look, look, look at uh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls does not have an easy mode. That game is brutal <laughs> and unfair. Same with uh, Bloodlines. Is that what it's called for PlayStation? Bloodborne. Or Bloodborne. Yes, Bloodborne. Those kinds of games are some of the most fun games, but for people who can specifically play them. I am by no means not one of those players. But I don't feel excluded at all. Like, I don't feel gypped that I'm not getting to experience this because I have other ways to experience it. It is niche and for a different kind of elite gamer. And I think that should be preserved. All right. Now that's an opinion. That is a strong opinion. <laughs> Zach, what do you think? I'm the same boat. I think there is no reason to make a game super duper easy for people who can't get it. I feel like 
The most joy I get is when I learn an interesting combat system, a deep combat system. And there's no better satisfaction than when like I spent a little bit of time getting better at it and learning it. And then like I can grow in the game and kick some ass. Like, I don't know. I think that's part of the fun of video games is kind of failing at points. Yeah, just getting better is what you're saying. Like you're supposed to fail and you're supposed to get better because that's what makes the game fun. Absolutely. Yeah, you build yourself up to succeed. You know, you would feel a lot more excitement and joy from a tough win than a boss you could just use as a floor mat. Look at older games, like look at Mario, Donkey Kong Country, some of those older titles and like I think Twisted Metal even. There weren't difficulty settings. The game just came to you as it was. And yeah, it'd frustrate a lot of people that they weren't able to play it, but it made the rewards that much more gratifying. Okay, okay. I hate to be the one to play devil's advocate, but I do think that most games should include an easy mode. I hate, I, I really do. Okay, so here's my thing. I don't think games that are intentionally designed to be uber difficult should be the one. Like a game that I beat last year was Cuphead. I beat Cuphead. And I almost lost my marbles playing Cuphead. It was one of the most challenging games I'm ever going to play in my entire life. But I did it. I beat the game. So with that said, why do I think that game? Okay, yeah, yeah, JP, go back. How did you feel once you beat the game? I felt incredible. I felt like I really accomplished something. I feel like it's a badge of honor as a gamer. Like, I did it. Absolutely. I beat one of the toughest games that's come out of this generation. I did it. Well, what separates that is you have beaten it and there are several people who have tried and have not beaten it. And that is that is the distinction between that feeling. Well, that's where this kind of becomes arbitrary, though. It's like, OK, so there are games that they're hard and that's like why they're infamous, you know, like getting over it or Cuphead or Dark Souls. But I mean, like, those are the outliers of difficulty in video games. Like, let's take a let's take another big game. I don't know. For example, like uh, like God of War. Half of the reason people love God of War is more for the beauty and the story of the game. The difficulty, it's a challenging game, sure. But I mean, like, to me, it doesn't ruin my experience for a game like God of War. I did play it on the difficult setting, by the way. I think like the second most difficult setting and it was still challenging. It would not take away from me knowing that somebody else played that on easy mode just because they wanted the story and the beauty out of the game. But that's for a game like God of War. Now, a game like Cuphead that's created to be super hard that's a different story where i don't think that should include an easy mode because the reason that game exists is not to tell this grand story but to be difficult to be rage inducing and that's why i think there's kind of a gray area games that are mostly story driven yeah i think those should include an easy mode games that are made literally to make gamers rip their hair out I don't think those should have an easy mode provided. I mean, don't get me twisted. I do believe in the difficulty setting because games like Halo, God of War, all, a bunch of of, diff, of different main titles, those are games that are enjoyed by everyone. And you're right. There is that niche market for people who are masochists and just enjoy punishment. They enjoy failing over and over again. Zach, <clears throat> just to triumph at the <laughs> just to triumph at the end. But it's because of the amazing feeling when you finally do it. 
it's because you really feel like you actually accomplished something. I just don't think that the difficulty setting should be all inclusive. I, I think there is a certain level of mutual exclusivity. Okay. Zach, after you heard what I had to say, do you agree with me? Has your mind changed a little bit? What do you think? No, I totally disagree. I feel like you, first off, I feel like you copped out, okay? I feel like this is like a yes or no. <laughs> and you were like, well, yes, when it comes to certain games, but no, when it comes to others. Well, yeah. <laughs> you fence-walking son of a bitch. <laughs> you fucking trapped me, you bastard. Okay, so anyway, now that I've gotten that off my chest, <laughs> Czar... And I, and I attacked JP. Now I attack Czar, of course. Uh-oh. <laughs> I get so infuriated because it's like, okay, there's multiple difficulty settings. That's awesome. When I play on Legendary in Halo, I'm pissed off. I get one shot by the little fucking piece of shit. Dirt banglings. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. learning game at that point. Shut up. No, it's not. You gotta know where the enemies are. <laughs> Let me finish my thought. <laughs> Let me finish my thought. And so then I get frustrated and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go play it on normal mode like a human being who hasn't spent a lot of time playing video games would do. And so I play on normal mode and then I beat the game on normal mode, but then a little part of me goes, was I supposed to beat it on legendary mode? Am I a scrub because I played it on normal mode and I didn't play it on legendary mode? Yes. When do you decide that a difficulty curve is the appropriate game that the game designer wanted you to enjoy it from? Because there are games like Cuphead where like the difficulty is that you get over it versus like, hey, you just got to get your hand held all the way through the game and you got to see the story, but you're not very good at the video game. So are you saying that like seeing the game should be a reward for quote unquote getting good? Yeah. I kind of feel like that way. Cranky, cranky's <laughs> advice. I mean, I don't feel like it should be as maddening as Dark Souls, but like if the developer decided that you need to get to this certain point, the developer has played this game for probably thousands of hours and was like, you're going to feel really good once you get to the story beat. That's the whole crux of like any RPG game is you're going to have to grind a little bit to see the whole story and the story is so worth it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And my argument to that with the example of Halo continuing, yeah, Legendary is super frustrating. Normal, it's pretty easy to beat. Like, you don't have much difficulty. And so that's why they have that extra difficulty of Heroic. So it provides enough of a challenge with a, a good enough reward. Is Heroic then the default difficulty that I should be playing on to feel like I'm getting that developer said I should be this good? Like, I shouldn't be missing yes. 50 of my shots. Yes, that is. And that's what the description of the difficulty in all the Halo games says is a true experience how Halo was meant to be played. And then the, there's the legendary, which is just a step above, like, okay, you experienced this game for what we intended. Now try to beat it, but harder. And as a bonus reward, everybody can experience the game through any of the difficulties. But Halo has been notorious for putting an extra end scene if you beat it on legendary, just like a hint at the next game or the destiny of some certain character or like a, a, an event that happens right after the story. Just that little extra something that makes beating it on Legendary worth it. Well, that's what I think it should be like, because like 
I'm going to go back to my argument earlier of like including an easy mode in most games doesn't take away from my satisfaction by any means because I know that I'm still the one that, you know, really went for the challenge and actually managed to do it. Why not let people experience the easy mode if they just want to see the story and how pretty the game turned out? And in exchange for me going the extra mile, I get a little something extra, like maybe an extra cutscene. Ooh, piece candy. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, that's my mindset is unless the game is specifically made to be challenging, you know, and that's it, then I don't see a problem with including an easy mode. And I'm not just talking easy. I'm talking like essentially a cinematic mode where people are basically begging you to kill them or beat them or do whatever you got to do just so you can see the story. So those people would just like invest in more movies. That's kind they're, of a different atmosphere at that point. Then, don't they're you think? the lazy casual gamer that doesn't see much of a difference between movies and video games. Like, I understand where that comes from. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I think Zara was saying, like, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I will shamelessly claim that I have never truly picked up and played a Mortal Kombat game, but I've gone on to YouTube and I watched the cinematic movie of every Mortal Kombat game. And like, I love the story behind Mortal Kombat. I'm just garbage at the game okay but that's like in my opinion that's kind of furthering my point it's like we have access to all this material anyway where people can just go watch it why not just include the easy mode because they'd be able to get the content anyway well because you know i have better things to do i i don't necessarily like beating beat em ups even if i'm not good at them like it's not because of that but, you know, I know the story and I want to actually experience the story firsthand for myself. Well, I've said everything I needed to say about that. Um, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on that for the most part, Zach. We're going to have to agree to disagree on all of these questions. <laughs> no, I, I see you guys' points and I'm not I'm not going to judge somebody for playing like Halo on easy mode. Like, I mean, I don't I don't care. No, that's exactly. And that's just the thing. It's not for judgment purposes. It's because it's genuinely interesting to talk about. Quick side note, Outlast makes fun of the difficulty rating system and they don't include an easy. It's just normal, hard and insane. You know what? There's games that'll <laughs> do that. I, I watched a watch mojo of like to the 10 times that video games make fun of you for playing easy mode. Doom was on it. <laughs> yeah, Doom was on it. Uh, Wolfenstein was on it. Lots of, mostly the shooter games, to be honest, because those are, you know, like Duke Nukem. You're just like, you big baby. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> just like, stop yelling at me. I'm bad, but I'm okay with myself. <laughs> By the way, we're going to be including polls to every single one of these questions on our Twitter page at Game Tea Podcast X. So if you would like to participate and give us your opinion, you are more than welcome to go over there and do the same. Question number one is behind us. It's time for question number two. And honestly, I don't know how this one's going to go between the three of us either. Should loot boxes and microtransactions be banned from games that are marketed towards children? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're they're preying on an ignorant market. How many kids know where their parents or, or guardians credit cards or how to access their credit card informations with ease? And and so, you know, they don't even have to ask their parents in most cases, hey, can I get this uh, Fortnite skin for 99 cents? Yeah. That shit adds up so quickly. I had a buddy of mine um, in the place I used to live before where I am now with you guys. And he he was addicted 
to these mobile games and basically pay to play games. And by spending these 99 cent to 2.99 microtransactions in five months, he was up to a hundred and like $78 in charges. Yeah, but that was of his own volition. Yeah, and I mean, how easy is that for a kid who has very little concept of, of the value of money to just keep buying these skins or like coins to get power-ups? And, you know, their parents have no idea what's going on. Okay, that's a fair point. Uh, Zach, what do you think? You know, honestly, I kind of don't care. And there's a reason I don't care. <laughs> kind of don't care. I don't give a shit if children bleed their parents. I mean, do I think that's a predatory practice? Absolutely. Do I think it's a parenting issue too? Absolutely. It almost always is. <laughs> I, as a kid, never had access to my parents' credit cards, debit cards, money or anything. I would have to beg them tooth and nail for anything. It's true, I was there. <laughs> I would use JP as my witness. JP, watch me fail at this. <laughs> like, ah, oh, this should be fun. Oh God, he's crying already. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new record. And so, I don't know, I just think like, parents should be like clear, like, yeah, like sometimes your credit card can save onto something and you should make sure it doesn't save. Like, that's just common sense. You should know that as an adult, if your credit card is saved on a website, you shouldn't let it be saved on a website, especially one that your kid has access to because they can share it to it and they won't know two shits different. But like I said, like, I think like, I'm not going to tell parents like, Hey, that's how it should be. Like, I agree. Like that's a predatory practice. They're taking advantage of an exposable demographic and that's not fair. But life isn't fair in general. <laughs> but life's not fair. Fuck the damn kids. You need to kind of balance that. Like, yeah, is it evil? Absolutely. Can they still take advantage of you? Yeah, there's nothing we do that can stop this. Like, there's a lot of kids who play rated M games that use microtransactions. Like some of my kids, and I'm just like, should you be playing that? No. Am I going to stop you? Absolutely, I can't. I'm your teacher. Like, your parents aren't going to stop you. You're kind of already there at that point. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, by then it's too late. I kind of feel like I, I went into a tangent, but it's just like, this is such an open-ended question. And like, there's just- That's exactly the point is that there's room for interpretation with all of these. But I mean, at the time, each of these were a controversy. People acted like it was a black and white yes or no answer. Essentially with the loot boxes thing, the big argument that came out, by the way, this was a big argument a couple of years ago was like, there's states that banned microtransaction and loot boxes in video games. I don't know how the hell they thought they were going to enforce that, but <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like, what are you going to do about it? But that's Ban not the every EA game. <laughs> EA don't get me started with EA. It's in the game. It's in the currency. <laughs> anyway, this all started years ago and basically with loot boxes, think like, you know, Overwatch loot box style. Parents and uh, lawmakers were putting it like they were comparing it to almost like gambling because like with these loot boxes, you'd essentially spend this money and then you never knew what you were going to get in the loot boxes. So their point was, well, how is that any different than gambling? There's very little distinction between the two. There really is. I mean, you are giving up money online illegally. Well, not illegally, but for all intents and purposes, for an unknown reward that has a very high risk reward probability. You know, it can be either really, really good or I got to spend another 99 cents 
to try to get something really, really good. That's true. And I mean, where loot boxes and microtransactions differ is loot boxes I could see is more akin to gambling because you don't know what you're going to get. Microtransactions are different because you know exactly what you're about to pay for. And to be honest, I'm more on Zach's side of this argument. First of all, a lot of these games that are quote unquote marketed for kids, adults are playing too, like your buddy you were just mentioning, Czar. They were fully putting in the money into the games knowing exactly what they were about to get. So like maybe there's more responsibility on the people that are purchasing these things than there is on the people who are kind of dangling out the fishing line waiting for people to do it. I don't know. Well, it comes down to supervision um willpower you know the the ability to see the value in in money and i don't know in my opinion if loot boxes were true to their name i would be much more okay with them especially targeted for children if they were an in-game reward you know like a weekly reward get 50 kills or like shoot 50 ducks just randomly in fortnite or something that's how i would support it but i mean I, I don't think we should give the option for younger children to even contemplate trying to buy something without their parents' consent. That, that's a fair point. Zach said it earlier, and I agreed with Zach that, like, when I have kids, if I have kids because nobody wants to date me, that's a different. <laughs> I love you, man. Insert sad violin music here. <laughs> My Tinder profile is very dry, boys. <laughs> I don't have a Tinder. You can find me on Bumble. JP, you should check out Grinder. I don't want to check out Grinder. <laughs> I'm not even on Tinder. I don't know why I said that. I found my boss on Grinder. Oh, God. <laughs> Zach made the point that you have to put a little bit of the responsibility on, like, why are you allowing your children to have full access to your credit cards on their gaming consoles? You know, and then you're surprised when they do something stupid with your money. Kids do stupid things. I was a kid. I did stupid things. I still do stupid things. No, say I'm an adult. I'm still an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. I'm still a stupid kid. <laughs> you had me at stupid. <laughs> Damn right. If you know that there's the possibility, why would you just keep your card on your kid's profile like that? My favorite videos on YouTube, I were into them for a while, and it's a very niche specific thing. Kids who spent money on Fortnite without their parents' permission and then parents going in to yell at their kids, that makes for some entertaining content. That was exactly what I was trying to reference when I was on my spiel with those exactly. videos. Especially like, you spent $500 on Fortnite skins. And the kid's <laughs> like, it wasn't me. <laughs> As he's playing Fortnite. As he's playing Fortnite. <laughs> like, it wasn't me. Well, it's crazy that you can spend $500 in Fortnite. That's the other what thing. The that was the other. What the hell can you spend five hundred dollars on? V bucks. G bus. It's really funny on dances and skins and Fortnite. It's we keep bringing up Fortnite as the epitome of this, but it's so many games, honestly. Well, that's because that's where all the children commune at. Uh, yeah, on Fortnite, basically. It's an online babysitter. Let's be real, Zach. You're. Uh, I was going to say, Zach, you're around kids a lot, but that doesn't sound right. Zach, you're a school teacher. <laughs> Zach, you're a teacher. Are kids still <sighs> doing Fortnite dances? Are they flossing? I did a lot of Zoom meetings, and I can't tell you about a fourth of my kids were playing Fortnite during the Zoom meeting. And I was just sitting there like, I can't even discipline this. Like, I can I can kick them out of the conversation, but then they're not going to be emailing me later. 
See, what you should have done is you should have paused the classroom, gotten online, found him, and kicked his ass. <laughs> Dream it so all the other kids see, like, this is what happens when he... <laughs> yeah. All right, little Billy, watch out. I'm coming for you. All right, well, once again, let's agree to disagree. <laughs> I thought I was right both times, but it's fine. Two for two. I f <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. This last question I have the most passion for anyway, honestly. And you're 100% wrong. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that in the polls. <laughs> All right, the last question to talk about today. What is the appropriate amount of time to wait for video game spoilers to be off the table from a release date? Now, <laughs> we all have varying opinions about this, but as normal, Czar, what is your take? What is the appropriate amount of time you have to wait before you can start blabbing about video games? Okay, well, not to take the gray area route, but it definitely depends. He's taking the gray area. Oh my but God. I am to take the gray area out, but I'm taking the Why gray area. Why even say it if you're just gonna do it? <laughs> I don't know. He will leave himself of responsibility for fucking everything up. I still hate you. No, okay, you know <laughs> But no, my point is, okay, for example, a game like Final Fantasy VII. Yes, it has been out for like 20 years, but they just released it to a generation that was not born when this game came out. So for many people, it is their first time experiencing it. It is the same experience. I mean, you can't really state that one is more authentic than the other because it's the same experience for gamers their first time. And for those people who hear a spoiler like a certain character dying or like changing sides or whatever a spoiler may contain, then you just spoiled the game essentially for him. Yeah, it had been out for like 20 years, but it's new again. Okay, and that was a part of the question is like, do remakes reset the timer on the game? Yes, and I, I would also say that there are certain spoilers that are just taboo like the most important of the important, like the old stereotype of spoiling the sixth sense, you know? I don't think there is an appropriate amount of time to wait. I think you just gotta know the people you're talking to. Like if you're talking on an out like YouTube or a podcast, for instance, you're gonna <laughs> lose. At the Game T Podcast X. <laughs> there's just no way. There's, there's always that one person who's like, I'm pretending I was gonna buy that game, but I was never actually going to, but I'm upset because you spoiled it for me. And then like, you're gonna have people that are like, I wanna talk about it. And it's like, yeah, the game's been out for 20 years. We should talk about it. It's kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I guess, God, I'm turning into you, Zara. I kind of can't pick a side on this one. A gray area question. No, it is not. And I'm settling that right now. All right, JP, tell us what you think, you uncultured swine. Okay, swine. okay, okay. I have the same rule for video games that I do for movies. Now, we're going to assume that this is a huge blockbuster game, okay? Let's talk let's use Final Fantasy 7. Like like no, hold on, like Last of Us 2. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's take the, the let's use the first Last of Us as the example then. The Last of Us, which is known as one of the greatest video games to ever be released for the PlayStation. Huge game. Huge game. I say you have one month to get on that train before spoilers are off the table. I can't beat a game in a month. What do you mean you can't beat a game in a month? I have a busy schedule. No, you don't. Relatively. Relative to who? My cat. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. He's got a valid point there. No, no, he does not. <laughs> Luna has a job. <laughs> Being adorable. Shut up. <laughs> okay, look. You're talking about big blockbuster games here, okay? You really expect the lid to be kept on things like that for longer than like four weeks? You really? I, I didn't finish any of the Halos within a month. That sounds like a you problem, Czar. Well, yeah, but I mean, if it's just right in my face when I'm looking at cat pictures on Facebook or some shit, it's just upsetting. Okay, here's the thing. Nobody's gonna be able to keep the lid on something that is that huge for any longer than a month. I genuinely believe that. Nor are you gonna be able to avoid any spoilers if you wait any longer than that. Eventually, something's gonna get ruined for you just by being on the internet because people assume that you've played it. And the longer you hold off on it, the more of a possibility that becomes. So it's gonna happen eventually. The question is, what's the true grace period? I think it's a month. I think you've got 30 days from a big release to play the game and get the story before it's fair game. What if it comes out in February? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if it comes out in February? <laughs> you. So you're just mad because he's right. What if it's a leap year? <laughs> then you've got 28 <laughs> to 29 days to finish that game. I believe that. I will stand by that to the end. Anywho, if we are pinning this down to a specific date or like a time frame, I don't think it is a it is relative to time as it is relative to an event. So, for example, um, the standard I would usually use is about a year for for a game. But a year? if yeah, a year, damn man, you have to wait for it to go on sale. No, what? Continue. You can't what you spoil saying. full price. Just keep going. <laughs> I, I also think that if like a new console comes out in between there, then that can be a milestone. Once a game is out of the spotlight you know pretty much everybody has had their dibs you know you just want to make sure that you're fair for everybody because you know there's a lot of unfairness in this world already you don't want to go making someone miserable because you ruined their favorite game by telling them some character died if it's their favorite game wouldn't they buy it as soon as they can yes exactly what if they don't have the funds for a whole year yeah, exactly. If I mean, they were, $60 is not in everybody's budget. If they were really, truly that excited for the game and wanted it to be spoiler-free, they're going to be one of the people that pick it up day one and play it, and therefore the spoilers won't even apply to them. A year? Definitely. A year! I think a year's overkill. No way, dude. Well, that's when things go on sale. An Ubisoft game goes selling like two weeks after it comes out. So I, I recently picked up Breath of the Wild. Would either of you care to tell me how it ends? Yeah, Link defeats Ganondorf. <laughs> Do you want your money back? <laughs> or sorry, it's Ganon, not Ganondorf. There will be a Link person who tells me that. <laughs> Zach, I've never been more proud of you for that sarcasm. <laughs> Listen, don't use a Nintendo game for your example there. Come on, like even, even all crap on that. Mario beats Bowser every time. <laughs> Link beats Ganon every time, except in the different timeline theories, in which case it's a whole other can oh, of worms. Oh, that is a whole mess. <laughs> that is, look what you've done, Zor. <laughs> I have constructed chaos. Excellent. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 
you're saying you are saying huge blockbuster game that's anticipated for awards and like praise comes out and you're supposed to keep your mouth shut for a year okay new god of war comes out kratos dies you haven't gotten to it because you're playing like i don't know katamari to fucking gashi or something <laughs> <laughs> why are you playing katamari when there's a new god of war out i don't even like calamari <laughs> I mean, I, I personally, I will finish the game I'm playing if a new game comes out. Like, if I was in the middle of Kingdom Hearts and got Smash Bros, I'd still finish Kingdom Hearts. You know, story-wise, Smash Bros, you're not missing much. That's all I'm going to say. Or, or any any game. Insert game here. But Kratos dies. A month later, you're scrolling through Twitter. You see that. You haven't even started the game. What are your thoughts, JP? What are my thoughts? Yeah. Well, if I really cared so much, I would have started playing the game already. Those are what my thoughts would be, is like, wow, am I really that disappointed of the spoiler? If it was a game that it didn't even occur to me to buy the first month it's in. Look, I get that some people don't have the money to buy the game. That's more of an outlier. That type of situation is more than an outlier. The fact is, if it's a game I really cared about, I would have probably played it and beaten it. Especially since most games nowadays have a story of like 20 to 30 hours. A month is enough time to beat that. To be a part of, of one of the biggest games of the year? Absolutely. Well, yeah, if you're playing on easy. Oh, <laughs> did not say that. It all comes full circle. <laughs> Listen, bitch, I beat Kingdom Hearts 2 or Kingdom Hearts 3 on proud mode in two weeks. That was when I was working 50 hours a week and was a part of a band and had piano lessons, and I still beat it in two weeks. Did you have kids, JP? No, yeah. I don't have kids. That's a huge factor too. Thank you for bringing that up, Zach. <laughs> oh no, I'm on JP's team. I'm just, I'm just. Then why are you trying to shoot me? <laughs> chaos, 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 <laughs> chaos. So Zach, I, I don't even think I actually got an answer from you. What's the amount of time from you? I honestly don't care. I feel like if you're gonna sit there, <laughs> you don't care about spoiler. I know every time that I'm either gonna spoil a game for myself or not. Like there's like Xenoblade right now. That game came out in 20 freaking 10. I have not spoiled that for me yet. I'm not gonna spoil it until Friday comes out and I play that game because I love Xenoblade Chronicles 2 so much. I was like, this storytelling is so fire. I'm gonna ignore everything. And like, yeah, I've read some things that I'm like, okay, that kind of spoils a little bit, but I'm like, if I don't read anymore, it'll probably be fine. Like if you're on the internet researching something, you're probably gonna have a bad time. Like, you know what you're researching, you know what you're looking at. Yes, there's a few trolls out there who is like the first thing they're gonna post. I can't even remember, like, it was like, I was playing Smash Bros 4 and somebody posted on the Me channel, like some spoilers to like Star Wars movie. Oh, that's a dick move. And they're like, Han Solo died. And I was like, oh, you bastards. <laughs> But I mean, like, I mean, that's going to happen. Like, you can't, I mean, you can get mad about it, but trolls are trolls. Like, just. Troll, yes, right? Trolls are trolls. You can't avoid the spoilers for long, especially when something is hot and fresh and like the big thing at the moment. You're not going to be able to avoid it. You ought as well get it out as soon as you possibly can and play it so that you avoid that happening to you. I feel like it's kind of a know your community kind of thing. Like with Xenoblade Chronicles, like I go on the Reddit all the time, but anytime there's like spoilers for Xenoblade Chronicles or Chronicles 2, they have like a spoiler tag. Like it's all blocked out. Like you have to intentionally click on it to get it spoiled for you. So that way people can still talk about it or not. And I, I didn't look up Star Wars the entire week that, that Star Wars movie came out. I, when did the last Star Wars movie come out? November? Of, Rise of uh, Skywalker? Uh, it was like December 13th, I thought. Give or take. 
I did not watch that movie until like two weeks ago. I did not have it spoiled for me. I did not know whose Ray's parents were. I did not know how it ended. And Star Wars is fucking huge. Like everyone talks about Star Wars. And I know who I'm hanging out with. I know if I hang out with JP and them, and if I don't talk Star Wars, they're not going to just randomly say, hey, so-and-so is Ray's parents. You know what I mean? Like right now, like I'm going to be respectful to my viewers and say that like, because I, I feel like I was a huge outlier for not watching Star Wars for five months. It was actually really avoid easy to avoid Star Wars spoilers, it seemed like, for this movie. Even if you're avoiding all of the articles that say spoiler, 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 there's going to be somebody in the comment section of your favorite comment that's like, hey, just so you know, so-and-so dies. Like, oh, why would you say that? And they're like, because I felt like being a dick today. I mean, that's fair. Humans, humans are assholes. I'm just biased. Probably because I lived with a guy who was so anti-spoiler that even if it was like a 10-year-old spoiler, he'd punch me in the arm. No, no. I it would, was just a pain pain avoidance thing for me with spoilers. <laughs> I would wait for that guy to go to sleep and then, I don't know, throw an angry cat on his face. 10 years. 10 years. If it was really that high on your priority list, you would have played or watched it by now. I mean, this guy's like like my best friend and everything. It was just the funniest thing. And I mean, I kind of saw his point to it through violence nonetheless. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like spoilers suck. They just really do. If you are anticipating something, especially. There was actually a second part of this question we can talk about real quick. Does a remake reset the timer? So let's talk about Final Fantasy VII. The game's 20 years old. A remake came out about a month ago that is pretty much the exact same story as its predecessor. Should the spoiler timer be reset for that game? Yes, and specifically set to when the game is completely finished because currently is it, it is in parts. So until the last part comes out for this game, spoilers should not be acceptable. That could take years. Yeah. It's no. a game in development. No, that's one of the hottest games right now. You can't avoid the spoilers, especially if the story is no different. It's been out for 20 years. You already know. But there are some differences, minor and not, you know, storytelling or story changing, essentially, but still an unfinished game. Mm. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I disagree strongly. <laughs> uh, the little bit of English coming out in me. I disagree strongly with you, Zar. <laughs> but we're still on for tea later, right? A game tea. The game tea. We need our own tea brand. <laughs> It'll mostly be game fuel, but, you know, I don't think people will care. If we, I don't know, if we made an actual, like, game TT bag, I think people would buy into that. Hell, maybe Lipton will sponsor us. Lipton! <laughs> get in on the gaming community. Where you at, Lipton? <laughs> do we do either of you drink tea? I dabble in the bags, bro. I dabble in the bags. <laughs> I, I drink tea a good amount. I drink that. A tea bag all day. Uh, <laughs> Please cut that out. No. What's that old Captain America meme? No, I don't think I will. No, I don't think I will. All right, guys. Uh, did we get that out of our systems? I'm grumpled. You're always grumpled. Nintendo, 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 Nintendo. Yeah, that sounds about right. We didn't talk much Nintendo this episode. <laughs> we really didn't, but 
That didn't stop Zach. I think that'll do it for this episode. We are going to put polls for every single one of those debate questions on Twitter at GameTPodcastX. And we want to hear your opinions. Go uh, say what you think. By all means, we want to keep it going with this. But uh, yeah, I'm right and you're wrong. And shut up. Deal with it. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. Now you got your Game Tea. Bye.